This is Books, Beats, and Beyond, where we will bring you provocative music and engaging interviews from music artists, authors, and others with topics that will pique your curiosity. I'll be your host, Taj. Staring at myself in the mirror Eyes red as the natives of a land where they in fear of People with the melanin Power structure white like a skeleton Let's stop shooting black residents Say my hood went from white, black to Mexican Say it went from Jim Crow laws to a black president Polly with my man selling oil about his testaments He dropped jewels, I just came to put the bezel in Elevate his dress, nobody know who next Choked out from a devil in a blue dress I took a long walk on a short path Keep the knowledge on the stone from the creators of a gold calf Rappers lack knowledge of a culture. You still a doja. I'm like Sly Stone and Cobra. Kunta got the African beat out of his soul. And bystanders got scared to say that that was their home. We now Negroes, blacks, coloreds, black Americans. Or the night guys that used to ride on top of elephants. I still spit it like nobody else can mess with them. So when you hear the lyrics, you gon' be like I'm the excrement. I ain't seen a battle in a minute, but watch try, son. I still drop more bars than your Wi Fi. I get focused and attack like White Lotus. Devils in the detail, but God's in the motive. Your focus, call all your soldiers, grass keep the cobras, guards in the motive. Real over jokers, make sure you notice guards in the motive. Today I'm talking with hip hop educator and MC Locke. He is also CEO and founder of Smart Hip Hop Global. We'll be talking about his album titled Lesson Two Hip Hop and Education. Locke, welcome to Books, Beats, and Beyond. Peace. How are you today, man? Glad hey, to be here. Thank you, and thank you for the opportunity. Hey, I always like to start by breaking down the MC name because it's very important, you know, whether it's your government name or just a, an, an alias. Um, Locke, break that down to us. What's that mean to you? Uh, Locke stands for, um, you know, lyrics and knowledge. Oh. Um, you know, it's basically the whole format of, of everything that I'm doing. And, you know, it's really just... Um, you know, it, it 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 encapsulates everything that I'm I'm about. You know, I've had this name for a while. It started off as something different. Um, you know, it started off something totally different. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> as as it stands, you know, it's it's a L A K lyrics and knowledge. Word. So what what made you? What compelled you to like combined? Because you know, it's like you're wanting to educate us through hip hop. What what made you want to do that? Other than, I mean, you do talk about the some of the other stuff that we usually hear in hip hop. But what made you want to kind of focus that and make that a focus around you? It's a combination of things. Um, number one, just being a, a true rapper. Um, you know, I started rhyming in the third grade, uh, beatboxing, rapping, breakdancing. Um, you know, at, at that time, you know, influenced by uh, you know LL Cool J and mm-hmm. Rakim and mm-hmm. Big Daddy Kane and and um, you know people of that era. And then um, I also uh, read a lot. Mm. You know, there was um, I started reading uh, pretty much intense books in the fourth grade. Wow! You know, it started out as a form. It was a form of punishment at first. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, just being on punishment or being suspended from school, so I'm home for two weeks. Um, and then my I was living with my grandmother, and she made me do book reports. Mm. So um, you know, and I kind of carried that on. You know what I mean? So those parallel universes of being an MC, reading and being interested in, in knowledge, you know, those two things just made a natural merge. Yeah. Yeah. That that makes that makes sense. So, you know, the whole I remember that growing up too. you I had to read for a certain amount of time if I, you know, if I wanted to do this or that um, while you were doing that. right? I wonder if you were thinking right. the same thing. 
were you as you were reading it were you kind of like oh i want to keep reading but i i i, I just want to be a little spiteful now or did you <laughs> or did you like really say okay I, i'm um uh, it just really stuck with you which one was it because it, it can it can turn people off at the same time well you know number one it was a totally different um you know that fourth grade year you know i had i was living with my mom in Brunswick, and then i moved to my grandmother's house in the fourth grade mm. you know what i mean I, I you can almost say i was dropped off mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. but um you know that was totally different than everything that i was used to Mm. Um, so it was, it was a lot, it was, it was more structured. It was a lot more serious. So when I was reading those books, you know, I went from being a really wild and reckless person from kindergarten to third grade, which is, you know, a crazy story, but you know, we was wilding out. Yeah. So when I moved to my grandmother, you know, it was totally different. I, I had a curfew. You know, what I mean, I wasn't out stealing cars or bikes or breaking the houses. You know, now I'm I'm in a room with nothing in there but books. Hmm. You know, I had an encyclopedia and I had a grandmother who didn't play that. <laughs> you know, what I mean, she um, you know, I got beaten with a switch. Right. So, so yeah, and I had to go yeah. pick my switch. You know, wow. what I mean? was, so yeah. so it was. I had no choice. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean, it was it was the only thing I had was. Um, and I had an encyclopedia. I had a Walt Disney encyclopedia <laughs> and a radio. So let me ask you, what 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 book, if you can remember, what kind of books are we talking about? And when you say book report, what, what was how how did that look? The first one was the narrative tales of Frederick Douglass. Wow! And the, the you said the book. in the fourth grade. Yeah. Now you know you talking about words I couldn't understand. Yeah. Um, things of that nature, but you know. I'm, I still can read, you know what I mean? I'm right. still understanding. Uh, I didn't understand everything that I was reading, but I got the point. Yeah. And what really, what really, really helped, like I said, was those Walt Disney encyclopedias <laughs> that I had. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, it's my mom, when I lived in New Brunswick, my mom worked at nights. So mm. she worked at night in New York. Mm. So, you know, it was, it was free range. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. So now it's 11 o'clock at night. It's a Saturday night. I'm not out on the block hanging with my friends doing things that a eight or nine year old shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. I'm now stuck in, and I'm with all I got is these books. Mm-hmm. So as I started reading through them, that is how I became interested. I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, this is crazy about fish, about planets, about the rocks, right. about space. You know what I mean? It started, you know, and it didn't start. It wasn't like September came and I started reading. You know, it was more towards like uh, December. You know what I mean? After the beatings, yeah. after you're forced <laughs> to do the uh, the reading, yeah. and, and after you say, "Yo, I don't got nothing else to do. Let me pick this up." Right. So that that kind of you know, I'm next thing you know, I finished the encyclopedia set. Wow. Mm. So you know, I I would read from nine o'clock at night to, you know, four in the morning, you know, not, not even realizing what time it was. And and, and that just, that's what kind of happened. And and book reports. Wow. The book reports were, the book reports were really, it was really only two. Mm -hmm. I had to do um, the the, the narrative tales of Frederick Douglass. And then I had to do um, race matters by Cornel West, which I really didn't understand. (laughs) Totally. You know, that was like read in Latin. So, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't get those books at the time. It was just that I remember having to do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I remember had uh, complaining that I didn't understand the words and and my aunt being like, well, you got to get a dictionary. Right. I just remember the whole process. And I only lived there for one year. Wow. And it stuck with you. I grandmother for that fourth year, that fourth grade year. Wow. But you know what? There's something to say about having that tangible book in front of you like that. All those books in front of you. Like today, I mean, yeah, there's some kids that still do that and families that encourage that. But a lot of it is all about a YouTube or Google. There's something about, I remember reading encyclopedias too. You don't know what the next page holds. You know what I'm saying? And, I don't know. Right. It was just something interesting about it. But exactly, yeah. exactly. And then, you know, it's uh, you know, I definitely understand that we're in an internet age and, you know, you can google this. 
you know, but there's certain information, you know, when you get intimate with an author yeah. in, in their book that you're just, you're not just going to be able to Google and look at it. There's certain details that you have to, now you can download a book. Right. You know what I mean? But um, even then, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, I just find it better when I'm reading and I'm not looking at a screen right. to read a whole entire book. Right. That's just for me. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? I think that, you know, this gen, the, the millennials, you know, they're used to something different. So, yeah. you know, the, it might be something different, but for me, you know, I, st- I still have a I have a humongous library yeah. right now. Exactly, me too. I think I think there's something important about having a library. You know, it's it's like you can pass that down. You know, because mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you might like d- reading it on a Kindle or whatever, but you never know what can happen to that Kindle. You never know what can be the next design or or whatever happens. You know, and and having those books, I don't know. I I I, yeah. I just as a kid, I remember seeing that shelf and how high it was, and like, wow. That's a lot right there, you know, and after a while having to pick some stuff off that shelf, you know, I think it's it's I really think as black people, it's almost like a necessity to have one, you know? Yes. Yes. Do you have kids? I have three daughters. Wow. Yeah. So talk about that. Talk about that. That library and your daughters. How's that working? Well, I mean, you know. I think it it impacts them all in different ways. You know, mm-hmm. number one, uh, they know they're around daddy, and daddy reads a lot, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I my my middle daughter, she now she's only in the second grade, oh, yeah. but she wrote like seven or eight books. Wow, nice! She, she writes them. It's yeah. it's amazing. You know what I mean, she does the illustrations, she colors them. It's complex stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, in these books. One of them is like eighty pages. Wow! Nice. Yeah, it's it's bananas. You know what I mean? So, I, you know, I don't know if it's just inner. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know if um if these actual books um influenced her. I'm I'm not sure yet. You know what I mean? Right. They're still young. Still have to see where they go, and I want to hear from them how it has influenced them instead of me just right. You know, speaking for them. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. you know, honestly, I, I don't know the full impact of, I know it's impactful, but I don't know the full impact. Right. You know, I'm not going to know until they really express it to me. Yeah, right. But, um, you know, I didn't grow up around a lot of, you know what I'm saying, uh, people who, that library, that, that encyclopedia uh, set that my grandparents had, you know, that was, it was in the cloud. It was, it just happened to be there. I don't even yeah. know I was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm saying, but I didn't grow up around people who had libraries. Yeah, yeah. Right, so you know, right. this is definitely a different experience for them. Um, but you know, my kids live a totally different. They have a totally. They wouldn't even be able to relate to the child that I have. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess that's. I guess that's good in a sense. You know, you always try to do uh, better. If that the be- world is changing, exactly. The world is changing. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. you got to adapt as as a parent and recognize that that you know you can say to your child this wouldn't have happened when i was younger and all of that but then it's totally they, everything is different this mm. is a new world mm. you know what i mean nothing is the same and and i'm saying that because i had to understand that as a father right i had to learn that like yo these kids they're their own individuals they don't you know what i mean they don't move like me per se yeah. you know what i mean it's just you have to adapt as a parent Right. Yeah. It's all about guidance. When you really have to understand that word, you know, it's not it's not instruction. It's not being a a despot. It's you're just guiding them. You know, they got to find that. I feel like they got to find the path and you just watch and yeah, give suggestions here and there. You know, I mean, there are some things you got to be firm on. But, you know, I think that's like you said, I think it's more that because it's a whole different generation. Yeah. Yeah. whole generation. I mean, definitely it's your responsibility as a parent to nurture them. It's your responsibility to help them find what it is that's inside of them that needs to come out. You know, you have to make them aware of ramifications for be- for good and bad decisions. You know, there's it's definitely things that you have to do. But they're their own people, man. You got to find out who they are. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, right. And right. deal with it from that perspective. Right. And this kind of leads into the song we're about to play, Run America. It just comes sure. to my head because in the chorus, you have some kids saying, Run America. <laughs> we run America. Right. right. A powerful mind bring powerful actions. You gotta believe. 
I'm so close to the top with no plans of landing. Trying to be outstanding, supply and demanding. Greatness for the whole planet, but we don't need your thanks. America said we run the map, run the map, run America. We run the map, run the map, run America. We run the map, run the map, run America. We run America. Run America, like a corporation off of the plantation. I'm like a doctor the way I practice patience. Get it. I see you on your knees, hoping they don't forsake us. This generation ain't gotta go to war just to be called the greatest. Word. So when they tell you it's in God's hands, they mean yours too. So go on and show them where God stands. They say God is laughing at our plans. But whether you believe in that or not, stay on your job, fam. The confused who try to divide us. Sometimes like the music, the only thing that unites us and provide us with perspective that help us to understand. We need compassion. Instead of a helping hand to a fellow man. Oh, stop sleeping. You got dreams you gotta live out. You will never figure it out until you get up and get out. So keep going, don't ever stop until you got something. I ain't a politician, so I'm not running. I'm so close to the top with no plans of landing. Trying to be outstanding, supply and demanding. Greatness for the whole planet, but we don't need your thanks. America said we run the map, run the map, run America. We run the map, run the map, run America. We run the map, run the map, run America. We run America. He can take it all, vision of a falcon, he focus, ain't trying to take a loss, trying to creep ahead of the chiefs, not at any cost, just to get them something to keep that ain't considered yours, sharp mental, and even as a pump, old heads figure he could be the one that dodge kennels, barely understanding of your basic fundamentals, can separate the boss from the fronters in the rental. Yeah, the picture painted is gentle A thug with a book is too powerful of a symbol And everything's done to prevent him from getting into A strong gig, so they promoting street credentials In the power game, what you consume is vital Mainstream audio pork got no rivals Pay more attention, whoever's struggling by the third grade Is counted as more cattle for prison Boss of the old regime's disappearing You fried in in the streets so you can hear them Powers and the knowledge we don't even get the credit for Children are the future, the youth run America I'm so close to the top with no plans of landing Trying to be outstanding, supply and demanding Greatness for the whole planet, but we don't need your thanks America said we run the map, run the map, run America. We run the map, run the map, run America. We run the map, run the map, run America. We run America. I'm gonna keep on fighting, and everybody here is gonna keep on fighting to make sure that all of our kids have the opportunity to make up their lives what they will. Today is just the beginning. We're gonna keep at this for you, the young people of America, for your generation, and for all generations to come. So thank you. God bless you. God bless all. God bless America. How were you able to collaborate with Talib Kweli in this? Um, basically, man, I um, my my man, a good friend of mine who, who's been a friend since the seventh grade. My wow. man, Dave Halsey. Uh, no, not Talib. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, my, a friend of mine named Dave Halsey, mm-hmm. uh, who's Mercury Beats. Who okay, um yeah. or Merc Beats, who executive produced Lesson Two. Okay, yeah. Uh, I came to him and I'm like, listen, man, you know, I'm doing Lesson Two, and this is the person that I want to live on this album. And Dave, you know, he has connections to everybody, so he was just um able to make a call, and then we connected. You know, at, at that point, it was a matter of Talib, you know, um doing his research, uh feeling the project, liking the song, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, he, he has that educational background. I believe yeah. his wife's a teacher, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, he was just, the project was dope to him. Mm-hmm. So um, after Dave made the connection, man, it was smooth selling, you know what I mean? It was just a matter of, and we had to do everything electronically. Right. Uh, because at the time we recorded this, he was in California, but on his way to Europe. Mm, yeah. And, 
you know, I was like, you know, is there any way that we can just still make this happen? And it was like, you know, you have online, you have FaceTime, and you have all of that types of stuff. So we was just able to just digitally do our whole session. Wow. And, um, you know, it was a cool experience, man. I, I really appreciate that, brother. That was one of the first songs that um, we recorded for Lesson 2. Um, you know, and, and I just, you know, I'm appreciative of that, brother. Definitely. Man. Yeah. He's a, he's a really, really good dude. Right. And, I mean, it, it was perfect. The vibe goes well. You guys on that track together. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm hoping there's more in the future. I'm assuming there will be. <laughs> uh, hope, hope so. You know, we have some more. You know, hopefully we'll get around to doing some shows together. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's that's what um what we're kind of focused on at the moment, man. But oh, dope. yeah. You know, making more music. When it's time to uh, to do lesson three, I'm gonna have a whole lot more um surprises in store. <laughs> so so you're you're also the CEO and founder of Smart Hip Hop Global. So w- yes. what's my wife and I run the company. Okay, so what's 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 the mission of of Smart Hip Hop Global? The mission is to merge hip-hop music and educational content Hmm. in a way that I think I can uniquely do. Um, And when I say uniquely, I mean, I believe that there are people that make, that are rappers that don't necessarily make great educational hip-hop albums. Hmm. And that there are teachers and that there are people who read and they know a lot, but they're not necessarily good rappers. Right. So I think I'm in a, a in a very unique position to really really do this. So my my point is to um, my purpose is to use this gift, merge those two worlds, and put this type of content out into the atmosphere. So how does that look when you go to the school? Are you, are you describe that? What what do you do once you're there? Well, for the school, you know, we um we. We started this company in uh, like 2009, 2008, 2009. We released the first album in 2012. That whole period we were in schools um, from then and then, you know, after that. It's really a, every situation is different. Mm -hmm. You can go, you know, because we also, we did shows, we did workshops, you know, Mm. we talked, you know what I mean? So it wasn't just like I came in and performed, you know, there was different experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, So if we had a workshop, it was cool. It was very engaging. Um, if it's if I'm performing, depending on the age, you know, if if they're older kids, you know, it's like a fifty fifty kind of crowd. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But if they're younger, they're really into it. But uh, it, it's, yeah. you know, when you're coming into a school as an artist, you ha- you have to know that you're competing with mainstream media. You're competing right. with mainstream artists. Yeah, and you know, this is totally different. So the only thing that really that that I really have in that scenario is the sound and the quality of the music. Mm-hmm. If they know it, it's a it's a very good situation. Mm-hmm. If they don't, you know, it's it can be rocky at times. You know, kids can be cruel. Yeah, you know what I mean. So right. You just get a, a variety. You know, there's not one thing that I can say. There's just a bunch of experience that that I can say. So um, so happens. What what would a workshop be? When you say workshop that? would be uh, going in um to you know there's there's different kinds so let's say we did after school workshops in Newark and T-Neck and Philly but for those particular kind of workshops we would go in I would show the videos we would talk about the information in the videos mm. I would pass out um uh like sheets that my wife made up with the questions mm. on it so that I can make sure that you're learning the information and then we would give out books to uh to those who answered the right questions. Mm. That's you know, that's an example of one of the workshops. Mm. Well that's that's interesting. Um but uh, you're right, you know, competing against the mainstream music cause uh, a lot of um there's not a lot of education in the music. Yeah, uh, you know, we can definitely say that. I mean, some people drop gems here and there, but um it's it's not much out there. So, let's say when you're there, what 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 are some of the things the kids once you're done will come up and say to you about what that, you do? That they love the music. Good. That is, you know, that's the overwhelming response that that we get that they love the music and that they learned something that it was dope, you know, that they like to the beat 
you know, the rappers are listening to the lyrics. The producers are listening to the beats. Right. You know what I'm saying? And those yeah. that sense of style, they're just listening to how everything merges together. Mm-hmm. And if you if you corny or not. Right. So, you know, that that's that's the response that we get. It, it's mostly been, yo, the, the the people that actually wait to come up to me, they're usually very impressed by the either the lyrics, the beat, or how everything merges together, or the fact that they actually learned something. Right. So, but I get those responses. So, the main goal. What What would you say is the main goal of Smart Hip Hop Global? Um, you know, the, like I said, the main goal is definitely to merge that hip hop uh, sound with educational content and put that out there into the atmosphere. Because it's not only for kids. Yeah. You know, we started out doing this just for kids. Right. But it ended up, you know. I noticed that I had an audience within the hip hop community, I, you know what I mean. So and and a, and a global community. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like you know. I wanted to in the beginning. I just wanted to talk to the urban youth. I wanted to talk to the kids that grew up like me that I knew wasn't getting um, that type of content. You mm-hmm. know that I know that they were listening. They were, they were only listening to a particular kind of message. Right. You know what I'm saying. So I wanted to say, listen, you know. I want you to have something else that you can listen to that's still hard, that's right. still hip hop, yeah. that that you don't perceive as corny, um, that you can just vibe out to, but you still gonna learn. Right. So that that is you know that's the overall mission to continue to merge um, hip hop and educational content and continue to put it out there, uh, make sure it's quality music, and you know I'm not I'm not even opposed to. Um, other genres of music working with other genres emerging that but i don't even want to speak on that yet but right. we definitely have you know some other things that, that we're working on well we'll definitely put the website in the show notes man i think it's commendable that what you're doing because it, it's definitely needed man it definitely is appreciate that thank you my brother is transparent i can see through the glass it's on us to educate the babies the black poets and athletes before they end up dead on the back street one we ain't running no more kid it's time for war and peace the potus his mind is apocalyptic first they gave us dope now it's pills that's not prescriptive modern day genocide they see us in a ride, costing a hundred grand shooters just like the son of Sam. Try to revive, ship to Hispaniola. Better known as Haiti, warriors of Judah. What does it mean when I say this? Late night, late night, the drums, the drums would scream.
So what you know about them Zulus, or the Asante, salute to OC22, or Haiti in the swamps, or where them alligators knew you. French dreaded deluxe, who fear them not because of voodoo. Nazinga would have strangled you, moving like you need a piece of Amazons to murder you. No mercy, ask the Portuguese, been the war, biggest one inside of you. Man of beast, death of victory, no surrender, we do not retreat. Word to Sunny Ali, the great Haile Selassie, respect Muhammad Ahmed, that's who we we call the Mahdi. If Turner caught you slipping, his machete will be dripping with the blood of opposition. He ain't spared children and women. Resistance is the mission. We pursue it with persistence. A coward gets beheaded on sight for lack of vision. This that men elect the second. Catch why yo, Bimbada, that Harriet escape flow, that Nelson, that Shaka. If you're enjoying Book Speaks and Beyond, do us a favor. Go into the show notes of any episode, click on the iTunes logo to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We just played the song Redemption. Now, wh- why did you name it Redemption? Um, well, <laughs> how, this, how this song came about was I walked into the studio, um, he was like, yo, Merc, you know what I mean? Play me some tracks. Yeah. And he played that track. And that track, my man Jack Sparrow, my man Wood, a.k.a. Jack Sparrow, um, him and Cherry Pie, they're on that hook. Mm-hmm. So the beat was already done, and, and most of the hook was already done. And in the hook, it said Redemption mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yo, I, I don't know what's going on with that track right there, but that's mine. Yeah, right. And, um, you know, from then... It was like, yo, we're going to put Capone on this. And when I was talking to Jack Sparrow, I'm like, yo, Jack, you know what I'm saying? I want you to, you to come on here. So basically, I heard the beat, I heard the hook, and I thought of the ideas that I wanted to do right there in the studio. I'm wow. like, this is going to be about modern warfare. I'm right. like, Capone, you're going to do modern warfare. Jack, you're going to do the Haitian Revolution. And I am going to highlight great warriors of the past. Wow. So how did you and, get Capone, man? Um, once again, you know what I'm saying? My man Merck, man, he's um he's the magic man and him and Capone and Merck are working on different projects. So I seen him a couple of times in the studio. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Just coming through the chill, passing through. My man was having private parties and all that. So we met and it was real cool. We had a cool vibe, you know what I mean, just conversations. Yeah. So it kinda just led to, yo, let's do a joint. And then it was like when I when I feel like something fits, I'm gonna call you. Right. So, you know what I mean? When I heard that, I'm like, yo, this is going to be crazy. And then even telling uh, Capone about the situation, he had redemption tattooed across his chest. Oh, wow. So for him, you know, yeah. you know, and when I was breaking down everything I wanted to say, he was like, listen, this is perfect. Um, And, and my man, Jack Sparrow, he's always down to talk about the Haitian Revolution. Yeah. He has 1804 tattooed across his wow. chest. Wow, yeah. So it was just like a perfect song, man. It just came together like a perfect storm yeah i I, uh, the chorus says it's time for war talk about that what kind of war are you referring to well basically man like i said it's there's three different those three verses number one is about modern warfare Mm -hmm. so capone's verse is about 
modern warfare. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, kids, um, the pipelines to the prison system, right. you know, uh, young black people just being shot, killed. You know, that's a form of war. Uh, the second one, you know, it's about the Haitian Revolution, which mm-hmm. was just another war. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody that, that I talk about in my verse are warriors. Right. So when we're saying it's time for war, it's really just like a highlight. It's like a, uh, it's saying, you know, it's not a call to arms. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it's a reference to different kinds of warfare and it's an, you know, it's a shout out and it's a salute to, uh, everybody from Dessaline to Bambada to Harriet Tubman, you know, it's just, it's just, a um, a shout out to them, you know. Yeah. What I mean? So when we say it's time for war, it's really just like a chant, right? Um, but it, it's you know the whole song is about warfare, but it's you know I, coming from an educational perspective, right? Yeah, I say that because some people are like, oh, time for war, what they're about to do? <laughs> like, nah, I, I get it. It's like it's all about it could be mental warfare. I was I was thinking about stuff like that too, you know, because like, we are. We're constantly at war right now, right? Would you say? Yeah, we are. You know, <laughs> we, we are definitely in mental warfare, spiritual warfare, mm-hmm. emotional mm-hmm. warfare. You know, we, we're we're always fighting battles, right? right. And um, it's always time. You you know, you always have to stay ready for anything, right? But right. Uh, it's time for war. Like I said, I walked that track. The hook was there, right? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I had to think of everything around the beat and the hook. Um, and I don't know what Jack Sparrow, you know, and Jack, my man, Jack Sparrow, when he gets into the booth, he just goes, yeah. you know, he doesn't write anything <laughs> yeah. down. Right. You know what I mean? He just goes and we just cut in peace. Yeah. You can feel you the know, energy. The parts that we want. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a great song, man. Thank you. Thank you. I definitely appreciate that. Staring at myself in the mirror Eyes wet as the natives of a land where they in fear of People with the melanin Power structure white like a skeleton Let's stop shooting black residents Say my hood went from white black to Mexican Say it went from Jim Crow laws to a black president Polly with my man selling oil about his testaments He dropped jewels, I just came to put the bezel in Elevated stress, nobody know who next Choked out from a devil in a blue dress I took a long walk on a short path Keep the knowledge on the stone from the creators of a gold calf Rappers lack knowledge of a culture. You still a doja. I'm like Sly Stone and Cobra. Think they got the African beat out of his soul. And bystanders got scared to say that that was their home. We now Negroes, blacks, coloreds, black Americans. Or the night guys that used to ride on top of elephants. I still spit it like nobody else can mess with them. So when you hear the lyrics, you gon' be like I'm the escrimate. I ain't seen a battle in a minute, but watch try, son. I still drop more bars than your Wi Fi. I get focused and attack like White Lotus. Devils in the detail, but guards in the motive. Take your focus, call all your soldiers, grass keep the cobras, guards in the motors, real over jokers, make sure you notice, guards in the motors, maintain your emotion, claim what is your gift, live in the moment, guards in the motors, maintain the focus, call all your soldiers, grass keep the cobras, guards in the motors. Nice to perfected law 30 from that 48. At 30 feeling great, at 20 was 730, that's 8 to 8. And now I'm raising my seeds, I'm building my estate while the beast praying on my downfall, I make them wait. Wait, want me to lose it like I never knew it The leaders misleading, our people poisoning the music I'm from the era where pops took you outside to knuckle up And push up on the block to get your muscles up Product of our environment, got us to toughen up That's why I got love from the bottom when I was coming up Nice ain't never gone, stop to the paper long Until I live the upper echelon I want the cause, your opinion, dark and gray like Ginobili Three-piece linen, I'm feeling sharp as Shinobi That's why I be flowing, man, everybody should know me If not, then you missing out, tell you what I'm about Cool with the road, less traveled, I never liked traffic That's why the game air tight like it's asthmatic They cash addicts, need my people to progress And play the youth, still don't wanna dribble out the project I just wanna sip yak, say la vie, and put my hood up I won't let them Trayvon me So for all my street soldiers, they can't control us The devil's in the details, but God's in the motives Maintain your focus, call all your soldiers Grass keep the cobras, God's in the motives Flames over focus, real over jokers Make sure you notice, God's in the motives 
chain of emotion. Claim what is your gift. Live in the moment. God's in the motive. Maintain the focus. Beginning was the word, I know the woman who said it Cash King now being Trump for bad credit Lock, best rapper you never heard of Old hand from Jersey, still saying word up Moon Jays, on pace, 5950 Heard him tough talk, but his whole team pretty You can see the sparks when I let my sword drag Studying the people that worship the gold calf Know about guards like best of guitar First Trinity is a rumor setting the saw Son of smart music, I'm elevating the bar I put it on the line, man, I ain't coming to spar Matter politicking with time out in the cosmos Decided to give me the spirit of a divine host Now MCing, called it the art of Babylon Tower came down and style start barrier Bring the hurricane, but I'm from Brunswick, not Patterson Respect the black woman like paintings in the Vatican Liberty or death, get rich or die trying 40,000 years ago, Africans were smelting iron Think about the math while you think about the path For the God that you serve while you worship at your mass That's the real science of the first shall be last Knowing the world's round for some of us took baths Used to rock suede black pumas with a shack And that was on 116 livers to nap But now I drop bars to sever your son's mask Before the guard step in the venue I need half Life, creating my own lane Old hands wearing skinny jeans is a shame Too many of my young guards moving like queens While the ministers backslide more than fiends We just played the song Gods in the Motive Yo, okay. this song right here, man. This one is uh, this is one of my favorites in the album, uh, personally. Oh, and Ooh. and what really got me was you said, um, I took a long walk on a short path, peeped the knowledge right. on the stove from the creators of the gold calf. I was right. like, what? You, you, you know, break that down, because um. Yeah, just break that down for me, that line. Okay. Um, I took a long walk on a short path. Keep the knowledge on the stone from the creators of a gold calf. I'm basically saying, you know, when you're studying different spiritual systems, sometimes, you know, you, you uh, metaphorically speaking, have to take a long walk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You have to stay in that area on, on a short path. You have to stay and you have to study something and you have to focus in that area. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I'm talking about taking long walks on a short path, you know, there's different, there's information out there, you know what I mean? But you can't just skim through it. You can't Google something mm-hmm. and, and feel like you're a master of a subject. Right. You know, you really got to know what's going on. So then when I'm saying the creators of a gold cast, I'm like, I, I know that, you know, number one, this, this album had a warrior, uh, African warrior spirit throughout the whole album. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I did that intentionally, but I'm also saying we need to study those people that we are just dismissing through, um, theological, you know, more right. like theological or theological, yeah. mm-hmm. theological references. Mm-hmm. That's the word I'm looking for. Theological references. Mm-hmm. So in other words, you don't know what the gold calf is. We, everybody's seen the movie Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. and everybody knows the Moses story, but we don't know the cultures that that people are talking about. Right. We don't know about these ancient African people. We don't know why they have a gold calf. Right. And then once you start getting into that, and then you learn, well, you know, these were this group of people, and, you know, and they came up with this kind of writing system, and that gold calf, you know there's really something other than people just worshiping a cow. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You have to really understand what, what that symbolizes. Mm-hmm. And then you have to understand how people even got into a position where they could worship anything. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there's, you know, and I'm saying that because I'm not necessarily, unless you want to, getting into a conversation about, those actual people that that uh, study the, you know what I mean? No, nah, touch touch on them. a little. I, I think people need to understand because everybody they they go to church, they 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 read the part about the commandments, but they breeze over that gold calf, not really understanding the significance of that gold calf to even the the, the religion that they're following. Yes, you know what I'm saying. I mean, listen, I, I grew up as a Christian. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, I spent 20 years of my life being a Christian. Now I consider myself just a spiritual person. Right. No disrespect. I have a absolutely amount yep. of respect for uh, Christianity. Mm-hmm. You know I'm saying, but me personally, I'm just in a different space. So 
when I was looking at the origins of Christianity, um, me, you know what I mean? Not saying, you know what I mean? Not to, I don't want to debate no pastors and I don't want to have any religious debates. (laughs) I'm telling you about my long walk on a short path. Mm -hmm. So when I began to study the origins of um, spiritual systems and I began to understand, you know, that these, that the origin of religion comes out of the African continent Mm -hmm. and that, you know, when I, in, in that same song, I say the first trinity is to rule a set in the song. Right. But I'm just saying that, you know, a word for God is man, woman, and child in ancient African mm-hmm. religions. Mm-hmm. So it's deeper than just saying, I saw the person, I said the person, I rule the child. It's saying man, woman, and child is the actual word for God. Right. So when you begin to peel back, you know, you can look at things from a spiritual perspective, or you can look at things from like a, um, like, I think God is real. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's a physicality to that. Mm-hmm. I think that um, when I'm looking at you, I'm looking at the proof that there's a, a creator because you're here. Uh, God's having a living you know experience. Mean? Yes. You know what I'm saying? So it's, um, you know, everything, is, there has to be a creator to everything that exists. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing just poof and appeared. And then not only not only do you have to recognize that there's a creator, then you can actually study how things happen from whether you want to call it the Big Bang, mm-hmm. whether, you know, whatever you want to call it, you can study time from the moment of that to us. Right. We don't really get into that. Right. You know what I'm saying? We don't, we don't study how the body functions. Right. Because we don't look at that. We don't look at our body as, as um, you know, like that's God's science. Right. You know what I mean, when you touch yourself and you bleed, you know, you, when you look at all of these things, this is God's science. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know, there's a deep, you know, when you're talking to doctors or scientists, you know, there's, that's not them. You know what I mean? That, that They're just finding out things that already exist. Right. They're practicing medicine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I mean? Yeah. So, you know, there's such a, there's such a deeper level of um of spiritual understanding that you can go to that I was totally unaware of. Like right. I said, I spent twenty. I was a Christian for twenty years of my life. And, and then what did um, it hit you? What what made you want to change? There was a variety of things. Number one, I was always reading books. Like I said, I started in the fourth, and then after that, you know, I would have debates with the five percenters, mm, with the Muslims. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. I'm I'm on the corner. They you know, they God me to death, you know what I mean? I don't know what's going on. I'm speaking from, you know, my Jesus is this. Mm-hmm. That having those conversations and having those arguments made me want to go deeper into Christianity so I could have a better argument. Right. You know what I mean? But once I started going deeper, now we're looking at 12, 13, 14, 15, you know what I'm saying, 16. Now I'm 17 having these same arguments. I'm on the, on the corner arguing, building with the gods. Right. But now I'm also, you know, I'm going to Bible study. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm asking my minister, you know what I'm saying? All types of questions. Now I'm going to college. <laughs> now I'm at Rutgers. Now I'm taking Old Testament. Now I'm taking New Testament. Wow. Now I'm, I'm, I met my wife in black religion class at Rutgers University. That's wow. where we met. Let me ask you, you something. I mean? Before you, yes. before you, uh, we'll get back to when you met your wife in black religion class. But when you were learning the Old Testament, New Testament, you're in, the, in those classes. I know you're asking. When you ask stuff like the golden calf, do you ask these kind of questions? And what is the response from the people, from, you know, your, your pastor or even the, 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 the professor? What do they say? I didn't have those questions then. Got you. Mm-hmm. Because to, at that particular time, it was just Moses. It was those people that worshipped the golden calves. Crazy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> got and, you. And you don't need to know anything about those people. You don't need to know anything about those cultures. Mm-hmm. You don't need to know anything about how they developed. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It was just, this is, you know, when I got to, um, I got to Rutgers. The first class I took was the Old Testament. And the first thing they tell you to do is to pick out the author's in the book of Genesis. You know what I mean? Like it's, mm. it was really wild. You know right. what I'm saying? Cause I'm like, yo, there's, you know, what you mean? Pick out the author. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and you have to notice the style because of how things is written and where things change. That's an assignment. Mm. So I'm like, okay. You know what I mean? So now you, you, you take that, I take all those classes. Now I'm out of school. Now I'm graduate. Now I'm, um, I'm a college graduate now, but now 
um, confused because mm-hmm. everything that I learned up to that point, nothing is making sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I took um, blacks and science. I, you know, Ivan Van Sertema, I took three of his classes at Rutgers. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm like, if you're trying to tell me that man is 6,000 years old, but in class we're studying scientists that was 30 and 40,000 years old. <laughs> right. I'm like, you know what I mean? You have some explaining to do. Right. I'm like, 30 to 40,000 years is a long time <laughs> for us to not discuss human advancement. Right. Like, what, what are we missing? Right. So then, you know, it became a situation of like, well, I need to find that information out myself because no one's telling me this information. Mm-hmm. I'm going into not trying to be dis- disrespectful, but when I'm talking to my uh, my ministers and my pastors and my one of my closest friends in the world is my grandfather. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's a deacon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have conversations oh all yeah. the time. Yeah. So, you know. No one's answering my questions. No one's able. I started getting ridiculous answers. Like, listen, you can only understand the Bible if you read it through Christian eyes. You can only understand it if you're anointed. Mm. Um, you know, if you read too much, it'll just confuse you because the <laughs> devil wanted to confuse you. So we oh, put, yes. I'm getting the most ridiculous. And I'm like, yo, I realized the responses. None of y'all have studied. Right. You know like, you've only read one book. Mm-hmm. No, you know what I mean? Not, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to, I'm really not trying to offend or be disrespectful or right. none of that. Right. Like, yo, none of y'all read nothing. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I'm asking you questions and I'm looking like a moron because the questions that I'm asking, you have no, you don't even know how I came to the question in the first place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know that there were scientists existing 30, 40,000 years ago and you're, your reference for the first man is Adam. Yeah. I, I look crazy. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like, yo, I, I I just took a whole course on this. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm like, you know, what, what's, you know what I mean? So then at that point, I, I began to dive deeper into um, spirituality and, and really reading and really growing my, um, my library, uh, you know, and going off into that direction and then, like I said, when I when it came down to the golden calves, I'm like, oh, you know, there's there's something beyond coming down with the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's a whole group of people that we're ignoring. There's a whole spiritual system that we're we're ignoring nations. Yes. You know yes. what I'm saying? We're ignoring systems that if that have existed and we just ignore them. Right. You know what I mean? So then I'm like, you know, and then that gets into the we're ignoring our African history, you know what I mean? And and we don't count them. Our civilization kind of starts with Greece. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Greeks wrote the, you know what I mean? That's that's where everybody's starting point is. Right, right. And then it's like, yo, that's that's like one of the they're not even ancient. No. And and you know I mean? and if you really read their stuff, they actually talk about the people they learn from, you know, but <laughs> you don't know about um, that in class. They they you know, professors you know have said that there is no no Greek philosophy because mm-hmm, exactly. everything everything that they're taking, they borrowed from those ancient comedic civilizations. Exactly. Exactly. So it's um and that's how I came to Study the people who worship. Just study the people. You know, yes. you know. I'm not telling you worship a gold calf. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm not telling you to. I'm saying study the people mm-hmm. because you're dismissing those. You're dismissing tens of thousands of years of history yes. because somebody wants you to start at Greece. Right. Right. That's not the starting point. Right. You know what I'm saying? On on anybody's scale, really. <laughs> right. So it's, it's uh, you know that. I just I, I'm I'm now at the understanding that understanding that there's a lot we don't know. Right, you right. Know, there's a lot that's been hidden from us, and there and that is intentional. Right. You read Napoleon's remarks about yo, we need to slow down, black people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and you reading all these crazy remarks, I'm like, I didn't even know this was real. Right. Have but, you um, have you been there yet? Have you visited Kemet? Not yet. Oh, not yet. We I was, can't um, wait until you go. We got to talk about that. You. you it, uh, it'll yeah, blow we're your planning mind. a whole family trip, man. <laughs> we was uh, supposed to go this year, um, but it's not going to happen. Uh, we have a couple of other major trips to go on, mm-hmm. but it's it's. I, I've actually already scouted the people that I'm um, interested in going with. Mm-hmm. I've already priced out. You know, what I mean, I already actually got the um, 
the brochures. Like, I have all of the information. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm just picking out the best time to go. Who am I? Is it going to be Asher Crazy? Right. You know is it going to be, you know, I, I'm I'm looking at it. James Smalls. Yep. Um, I, I did the I did the Asher Crazy one. Very good. Very good. I also heard Renoko Rashidi does a good one. But Ashra Kwesi, that is his thing. He he studied under the tutelage of Yosef Ben uh, Yokanan, and he's picking up from that. I mean, they, I I recommend him. It's the way to go because he goes in deep. He takes you to the places before they open, so it's just your group. You know, you really get to dive into it, and and as you're with your group and you hear other tour guides, you're like, what are they talking about right now? It's like, it's like they're talking about literally nothing. It's almost like watching the history channel, like scratching the surface, like, Oh, what's this mystery? No, it's not a mystery. We're going to break it down right here, right now. What this is going, (laughs) what's going on. So I would say go there with, and I, I, I don't care. I'll be a little biased. I will go with someone that has more of an African centered perspective because it is an African civilization. So, I am strongly thinking about Astro, his DVD, The African Origins of Christianity. Yeah. Is, I did a show in Newark in 2011. Because, you know, 2011, it, I did the show in Newark. I'm getting off stage. It's a brother selling a bunch of DVDs. Mm-hmm. I, I probably got like eight of them, um, you know, from a variety of different people. Mm-hmm. And I got to the African origins of Christianity by Ashra Kwesi. It was two D it was two DVDs in that set. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the first time that everything made sense to me. Because I had a <laughs> yeah. bunch of African information, a bunch of spiritual information. I didn't know how the world's connected. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and I tell when I when I go to these um different events and I see these brothers, I'm like, yo, you know, a lot of people don't know which direction to go. Right. I mean, like y'all study, y'all deep into it, but I'm like outside of this world, it's hard to know who to read. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So that, that DVD, the African origins of Christianity, it connected so many things. And then from there, then I got deep deeper into uh, Dr. Ben and Mm -hmm. James Smalls Mm -hmm. and um, Barashango and, you know, from then it was, uh, uh, you know, just it just opened my eyes to a whole different way to research the information. Right. I think one thing I'm scared of is your 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 Dr. Ben's, your Dr. Smalls uh, that, that I don't know. I, I maybe have to dig a little deeper, but you don't find those kind of scholars anymore. It, it's it's kind of scary, you know, so. I, I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like we need those people again. Those people, I know they're out there and they we just need to have awareness of them because I feel like that part of of, of um that scholastic, that scholastic um part of, of our knowledge, someone teaching us that is is kinda going away. You know, you only have to look back at the yeah. people you know who who are the new ones? That's what I know. Who are the new people? There's there's, there's a new class. You know what I mean? There's yeah. People like Shaka Akmos. Okay. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Even even brother polite. You know, brother polite. You know, I know people are uh, when it comes to the women subject. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of controversy and all that. But that man is brilliant. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Especially when he's when 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 we're on a specific topic. If we're talking about spirituality, I I went to his debate. Um, when he debated the Jewish rabbi, I was there. I heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was. Um, I've been to two of his debates actually. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's there's people like that coming up, man. Is um, there's Jabari Osazek. Okay, good. you know what I'm saying. He's he's another brilliant mind. Um, you know, it's there's they're they're out there, man. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. it's um, I think it's different because you know, Doctor Ben and. In Doctor Ben's heyday, nobody knew about you know what I'm saying. That's like, true. From, from my yeah, nobody you know. was talking about Doctor Ben when Doctor Ben was popping. Nobody was talking about John Henry Clark. And, that is a good point so, way to look at it. Yeah, you know we're still. Ivan Van Sertemont was my professor. I didn't really notice know that he was you know popular amongst people until ten fifteen years later. Wow. How was he as a professor though? I mean, how oh, was that? Man. 
He was mad cool, man. Yeah, okay. I had him. I almost drove. Had to drive him home one day. Oh, word. Okay. But you know, he was. Uh, he was just. He was a really, really cool dude. He was very serious. Yeah. <laughs> but um, his information was crazy. Like I took three of his. I took Blacks and Science, the Moors, and it came before Columbus. Those, all those, all the man. I read the the last two you just said. Those were deep. And and that's another a person, if you're thinking about going around the world, he's a Pan-Africanist. He studied mm-hmm. under Van Sertima and helped him write. They came before Columbus to some of the research was Renoko Rashidi. Yeah. Renoko Rashidi oh, is Renoko another. Renoko Rashidi is awesome. Oh, man. He's awesome. Yeah. We, did, we interviewed him a long time ago, man. But Abu Kamini. Yeah. Just to throw out another name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Said, uh, Renoko Rashidi. And right. I'm saying about, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, but they're, they're, they're out there, man. Yeah. They're, they're out there. I think we have to um to really just, if you're on this path, you'll find them. Right, right, right. But Renoko Rashidi is awesome. He was in New Brunswick not too long ago. My man, uh, Jamal Pittman, actually brought him out there. Wow. And I missed the show. I was pissed. Ah, uh, yeah, but, but uh, he's a good guy. I would say, I would say... Whenever we, whenever we have money to go anywhere, we don't, and this is, I'm not, not, I have no problem with this, but I'm, when I think about going outside the country, I don't think about Europe, you know, I think a lot of people think about Europe because they're scared about what else, if they go to Africa, what can happen. I don't think that way. You know, that when I, when, I don't know how many times I've been to Africa, three or four times, hospitality is beautiful. The, the culture is, 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 is 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 extravagance you know it's when you leave and then come back here it, you realize how much we are missing right this is the connection between both the the, the continents and someone like Renoko Rashidi that's his thing he goes to different finding the black presence around the globe so if you really you and and whoever's listening if you really want to see yourself around the globe and someone who has knowledge to talk about what you see I will go on tours of Dr. Renoka Rashidi as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, I mean, you know, one of the things I definitely want to do, you know, I'm focused on hip hop. I'm focused on making music, but there's going to come a point in time where I'm just traveling the world and studying. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's, you know, God willing. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's definitely just going to be a point in time where that is my life. Right. Right. And but, I, I um, think, I think you'll, I think you'll definitely get there. So let me, let, let me ask you this. What what do you want people to mainly take away from this album? Listen to hip hop and education. What I want I want them to take away um number 1, I just want them to appreciate the hip hop sound of it. Um and the reason that I say that in particular be, is because lesson 1 was education first hip hop second. Mm. Lesson 2 is hip hop first education second. You know, I kind of did this on purpose. I wanted to make, you know, like an educational hardcore album, right? right. So I, I want people to appreciate the hip-hop sound of it and how we infuse that, number one. Number two, um, you're going to have to listen to it over and over, but I want you to grasp the gems that I put in there. Oh, yeah. Mini. You know what I'm saying? I want you to eventually, and just to make you think. Mm-hmm. Just to make you think, I want you to think, and I want you to appreciate the hip hop quality of the album. That's really what I want. Yeah. Um, everything outside of that is a bonus. You know, what I'm saying hopefully people like it and download it and listen to it, and it becomes one of their favorites, and and that'll be great. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I went into the project as an artist, saying because I I go in as an artist and then a businessman, mm-hmm. um, just to make sure that the sound is pure. I can't go in as a businessman and think artist second. Yeah, I got you. So yeah. as an artist, I want you to appreciate the hip hop sound of it, and I want you to appreciate the gem, the gems being dropped. That's just as an artist first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And um, then after that, man, I just want something that you, I want people to understand that they could play it for their kids, that they could play it for their grandma. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That you could even play it in church. Might mm-hmm. piss your past off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you play it in right. church. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or or anywhere. It's not it's not a, an offensive album. I'm just putting out information and bringing up, you know, different things that that people don't talk about. Right. But, uh, you know, first, like I said, man, it's the hip hop sound and it's the jewels being dropped. Right. Well, I, I want to say you definitely got that across. Um, you uh, you know, the beats alone are tight. 
and then the lyrics and I'm learning something, I mean, that we really don't hear all the time, you know, I, I, I commend you for this album. It's a very, very good album. And um, thank you, thank I can't wait to hear what the what you have in store for the future, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, you know we already got concepts for lesson three, man. But now it's time to take lesson two on the road. Yeah, man, definitely do that. The people need to hear this, man. Well, well, Locke, thank you so much for being on Book Speaks Beyond, man. We appreciate you. Man, I appreciate you having me, one hundred percent, definitely. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Locke about his album Lesson 2, Hip Hop and Education. Man, you could tell he's a positive brother, knowledgeable brother. You know, it's important, I believe, to merge hip hop and education because hip hop is a form of education. If you listen to some of these MCs or just any of the MCs, you're learning about what's really going on in the world, right? But then people like Locke, MCs like Locke, take it deeper to make you realize what we've been through, the history that has been hidden from us, right? And someone like Locke is the current day griot, the storyteller, right? And he's just trying to carry on that tradition. So if you like what you've heard, please go inside the show notes, um, click on his music, buy it, stream it, support the brother, support the movement. And also while you're in the show notes, go ahead and click on the Patreon's link, uh, or the iTunes link and support the show. Leave a review um, so we can keep bringing you more interviews like we just did. Okay? So until next time, let's read, listen, explore.